Welcome to Windsor Christian Fellowship Church Podcast. Our church vision is to win generations to Christ, connect them to His master plan, empower them to succeed and grow the kingdom of God. For other podcast resources or more information about Windsor Christian Fellowship, please visit us at www.wcf.ca. Last week, we began the I Am series, and we talked about how Jesus revealed himself to humanity as the true vine, in which all of his followers must be connected. Today, we're going to continue the I Am revelations of Christ, and we're going to work through, if all goes well, Jesus, the light of the world. And I want foundationally for you to understand that light reveals truth. It exposes things that are hidden, and it shows us the pathway. In the same way, Jesus, he will constantly reveal God's truth to you and I. He exposes the darkness within us, and he guides us along the pathway of righteous living. Now, he specifically uses the word, the light, And this is because he's not one of many lights. He is the only light. He's the ultimate light. He's the one that illuminates the pathway to the Father. So Jesus, when he reveals himself as the covenant name of God, I am, and then he says, I am the light of the world, he is the only one who can illuminate the pathway to eternal life or the pathway to the kingdom of heaven. Now, that said, he gives hope. And he promises eternal life. In Psalms 119.105, your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. And all of you know, if you've ever walked in the woods in the dark, you know, uh, you need light. Because if you're walking in the woods in the dark without a light, a root, you could trip over a root or you can take a, a branch to the face. And I just went back to my southern roots. Did you catch that, Pastor Larry? I said root, not root. <laughs> Some of you are like, what are you talking about? It's okay. You'll wake up eventually. But light guides us to the pathway that leads to the Father. Okay, Jesus is the one that creates the pathway for us to see the Father. There's two options for you in this life. Option one, you can live in light, God's truth, God's freedom, God's pathway to the Father, his character, his love, his peace, his joy, his hope and the eternal life that comes along with it. Or you can live in darkness, sin, deception, fear, anxiety, hatred, unbelief. These things are living in darkness. If you do not choose light or darkness, you're in darkness. Failure to choose produces a life in darkness. You have to choose between the pathway of light and the pathway of darkness. When Jesus revealed himself as the light of the world, it is the only light. I want you to understand that foundationally. Now in John 1, verses 4 through 10, the word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. And you will find that this is true in the natural realm because anytime you walk into a dark room and turn on a light, it dispels the darkness. How many know that this is how it works? Can you create more darkness to overcome the light? No? No, that's a correct answer. No, you can't. 
Light dispels darkness. God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. I want you to catch this. John himself was not the light. Just like I'm not the light and you're not the light. He simply was a witness to tell about the light. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. And he came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. See, Jesus is the light that lights the world. Now, natural light, how many know without it, you could not have sight? We humans have not developed to a place where we can see with sonar. You don't see with sound waves anymore. You see, you see with light reflecting off an object in the room. So when I hold up my cup, the light reflects off the cup and it reflects back to your eyes and you are able to see. If we're not going to, but if we turned off all the lights, covered all the signs, turned off all the little buttons and buzzers and things, it would be pretty dark in here and you wouldn't be able to see, okay? Without light, you can't see anything. You're in darkness. Jesus is the light, spiritual also. And you cannot see the Father without Jesus. And you have to understand this. Without Jesus, there's no pathway to the Father God. There are many false lights that people create today. People try to create their own pathway to God. They develop their own religions. They create their own systems of worship. They create their own standards. They create their own ethics. The only way to the Father is through Jesus, who is the light that illuminates the pathway to God. You cannot and you have never been able to approach God on your own terms. You do not get to dictate to God how you're going to worship, when you're going to worship, and what you're going to worship. God is the one who sets the standard, and you either adhere to and meet the standard, or you do not. But you cannot, you cannot set the terms of engagement with God. He set the terms for us. You can only get to the Father through Jesus. Are we catching this? The kingdom is only for sons and daughters. You can only become a son and daughter of God through Jesus, who is the light, who will reveal to you the path to get to the Father. I think we're all moving along together. Dun, dun, dun. Interesting enough. In John 14, Jesus makes one of the other I am declarations that we'll get to in, a, in another time. But, but I want you to see in verse 9, he's explaining this and he says, Jesus replied, have I been with you all this time, Philip? He's talking to, to one of his, and yet you still don't know who I am. Now, now, how many of you, look at the person sitting next to you, especially if you came together, how long have you known that person sitting next to you? And how well do you really know them? I mean, Jesus is talking to Philip. He's like, I've been with you for a long time. We've walked around. We've traveled together. We've, you know, basically done ministry together for several years now. And you still don't know who I am, Philip? <laughs> Jesus says, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking me to show him to you? Jesus, show us the Father. Jesus is going, look, if you know me, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. It's not real complicated. Don't you believe that I'm in the Father and the Father in me? The words I speak are not my own, but my Father who lives in me does his work through me. Just believe that I'm in the Father and the Father's in me, or at least believe because of the work you've seen me do. 
And everywhere you went, Jesus healed all who were sick and oppressed of the enemy. Everywhere he went, he healed people. He set people free from bondages. He delivered them from the power of hell. And he restored them to wholeness. You see this time and time again. So when we're talking about light, there's two words I want to present to you. Luminous versus illuminated. Now, luminous is something that generates its own light. For instance, up in the sky, you see something called the sun. How many know what the sun is? That really bright thing in the sky? We all doing okay? The sun is luminous. It generates its own light. We doing okay? There's another heavenly body up there. It's, it's, it's called the moon. Now, how many know the moon is not luminous? It's illuminated. The moon only reflects the light of the sun. It doesn't create its own light. It reflects light. Okay, so luminous versus illuminated. Now, when I say Jesus is the light of the world, he illuminates in and of himself. He doesn't reflect light. He is light. He's the source of light. He's the source of truth. He reveals to all of us the pathway to God. We humans are illuminated. We reflect God's light and God's glory to others. Now, some people say that Jesus takes his light and places it inside us. Semantics, however it works, I want you to understand, we don't create light without Christ. You don't shine forth without Christ. It's Christ in you that allows you to reflect his glory and his light. Without Christ, you cannot have light to shine out for the world to see. In Luke 11, 33, 34, 35, 36, no one lights a lamp and puts it into a cellar, nor under a basket hiding the light. But instead, it's put on a lampstand so those who come in may see the light the eye is the lamp of your body. When your eye is clear, spiritually perceptive, focused on God, your whole body also is full of light, benefiting from God's precepts. But when it's bad, spiritually blind, your body is also full of darkness, devoid of God's word. Be careful, therefore, that the light that's in you is not darkness. So if your whole body is illuminated with no dark part, it will be entirely bright with light, as when the lamp gives you light with its bright rays. I'm going to suggest to you, God did not save you heal you, free you from sin, and restore you to wholeness so that you could be a closet Christian. You aren't supposed to blend in with the world and hide your light under a basket. Everywhere you go, you're supposed to radiate forth the light of Jesus, and you're supposed to shine forth his glory in culture, in humanity, with other people outside of the four walls of this building, outside of the four walls of your home, you shine forth the light of Christ everywhere you go. Some of you are really excited about that. I can see you doing backflips in your chairs because you're so excited about the fact that you're not supposed to blend in with the culture. <coughs> Jesus praised the whole chapter in John 17 for the church, but he he realizes that the world is going to hate us because of Jesus, because we're his followers, because of who we belong to and who we identify as. And as a Christ follower and as a son and daughter of God, the world is not going to like us very much because you know why? The light inside of you that is being reflected to the world exposes the darkness inside of people. And how many know we love it when people call us out on our stuff? 
How many of you love it when people point out your flaws? <laughs> the greatest compliment I received when I was working out in the world, when I was out on the bank in Dallas, I had the manager of the shift I didn't even work for, but she used to always call me in for extra overtime. When I was leaving, she sat me down and said, you know, hey, I just want to let you know, I noticed that there's something different about you. And I said, well, of course, you know I'm a Christ follower. You know I'm a Christian. She goes, no, no, no. I've had other Christians come and work for me before, but there's something different about you. And, and for me, that's a great compliment because I'm going to suggest to you this. There is a difference between identifying as a Christian and talking the talk, knowing the lingo, saying all the right things, and actually, as we say, walking the walk and living the Christian life. When the rubber meets the road, there's actually a difference. You know, things like showing up for work on time or taking a 15-minute break when they give you a 15-minute break instead of a 20-minute break or not participating in all the gossip or not tearing down the boss or the managers or the policies or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's many things that we can do as Christ followers that reflect the character of Christ more fully. Not just saying the right thing at the right time, but actually doing the right things all the time, consistently. We need to live a lifestyle of disciple-making. The other, the other thing I'll point out, you know, I, I worked in construction for a season of my life. I, I'm trying to point out, I, I understand in the world, not everybody likes Jesus. And I would get around these guys and they would talk very derogatory about women, especially the one that just walked by. And I would start talking about Jesus in church. And they'd tell me to shut up because they don't want to hear about all that religion stuff. And I would tell them, well, I don't want to hear you talk about women that way, so I'll make you a deal. You talk appropriately in front of me, and I won't talk about Jesus. You don't talk appropriately in front of me, I'm going to talk about Jesus. You're going to have to figure it out. Boy, they stopped talking inappropriately in front of me because they didn't want to hear about Jesus. I used to find it amusing because, you know, I'm a, I'm a big boy now, and my ears don't fall off if I hear curse words and swear words. And I, I mean, I don't prefer it, but I mean, I'm not going to die if someone curses in front of me. And, and I can handle it, is my point. But, but, you know, it's funny because as you live a Christian life consistently and demonstrate the character of God without judging people or giving them, they automatically start self-correcting in front of you. I don't have to say it. I don't address anything, but all of a sudden they say, oh, I'm sorry, sorry, I shouldn't swear in front of you. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It always amuses me that they curse in the name of the God they don't believe in. I believe that Jesus Christ is the savior of the world. They use it as a curse word. But I'm like, you don't even believe in God. Why don't you just say like Tommy or Samet, Sally? Like, like why curse in the name of God that you don't believe it? It just, it never made sense to me. Jesus specifically praised in John 17, that we learn the word of God. It's the plumb line. It's the pathway. It's the guide for light, life, and it will illuminate your path. When you spend time in the scriptures, it exposes the evil that's lurking within you. It exposes the darkness in you, and you're forced to come to a 
point of decision. You can continue allowing evil in your life or you can start conforming to the character of Christ. If you're a Christ follower, when the word speaks to your heart, you make the adjustments necessary. You repent of sin and you start moving forward. And you leave the former life behind. This is something that we all have to learn to do. Jesus is praying that we would know the word. Why? Because the word is the guy. It's the light. It reveals darkness all around us within us. And it will reveal darkness in others as well. And that's what other people don't always like. In 1 John 1, 5 to 7, this is the message we heard from Jesus and now declare to you. God is light and there's no darkness in him at all. So we're lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. You can't continue living in spiritual darkness, active sin, and then profess that you love Jesus. You can't be a gossiper, liar, arrogant, prideful, lustful, sinful, and say I love Jesus. You can't do both at the same time. You're not practicing truth. I understand none of us have arrived. We're all fallen, sinful, and broken. But there's a disposition that a Christ follower has that when the word shines light on a dark area in their life, they start making adjustments. They put some accountability in, in place. They put some systems in place. They put some structures in place. You know, I talk about this occasionally, but the truth is if you're trying to recover from alcohol addiction, it's probably not good to go hang out at a bar. If you've struggled with a covenant with your eyes and pornography, then you might have to cut yourself off from the internet. If you've really had a hard time with gossip, you need to learn to put a, a gag at your throat. Stop talking. You can deceive yourself. Oh, I, I should finish reading, but we're not practicing truth. We're living in the light. As God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other. And the blood of Jesus' son cleanses us from sin. You can deceive yourself into thinking you're mature in the faith if you love darkness. And if you love darkness, gossip, lust, lying, gluttony, discord, arrogance, hatred, more than you love the light and you refuse to address the dark areas inside of your life, you only fool yourself. You're deceiving yourself. And you can fool yourself. You can fool me, you can fool the person sitting next to you, but you will never fool God. You can't fool him because he knows your heart in the proper context. Everybody, oh, God knows my heart. Yeah, baloney. He does know your heart. But most of the time when I hear that, someone's making an excuse and a license for their wrong behavior. Okay? Because they're ignoring the word that's shining light on the darkness in their life and they don't want to change. Jesus revealed the whole world. He was revealed to the whole world as light. When he came, he was light. And automatically, he revealed himself as the light of the world to reveal the pathway to the Father. The only way to get to the Father is on the pathway that he revealed. Interesting, in Isaiah 9, the prophet Isaiah, 700, 730 years before Christ came, he foretold the coming of the Messiah with the same imagery or the same language that Jesus later uses to describe himself to humanity. In Isaiah 9 2, the people who walk in darkness will see a great light and those who live in the land of deep darkness, a light will shine. He talks about the light that was gonna come into the dark times when the land of Israel was walking in darkness. And in verse six and seven, he goes on, he talks about for us a child is born, a son is given, you know, 
Christmas is coming and, you know, the song or the carols. And, and he shall be called what? Wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. He was the Messiah. The prophet foresaw that he was going to come and be revealed to the world as light. He was going to bring light into the darkness. He was going to bring hope to the hopeless. He was going to bring life to those that were dead. He was going to bring peace to those who were lost. Love to those who were afraid. Do you understand how this works? How fitting that the prophet foresaw this. Now, why don't you stand with me for a second? And, and I want to read one more verse. John 12, 36. Put your trust in the light while there's still time. Then you will become children of the light. That tells me that there's going to be a time that comes when you won't be able to put your trust in the path that's light. Every one of us is marching towards death. This earth suit will only last so long and then you die and go to the grave. And if you haven't found the path of light before that day happens, you are not gonna find the path of light. We die once and then we go to the judgment and we're judged on what we did with the knowledge of Christ. Christ came to light your heart and to light my heart. He came to illuminate us. He came to show us the pathway to what is right and what is true and the way to the Father so that we can become his sons and daughters and live in the kingdom with him. But we don't get to create our own pathway to heaven. God set the standard through Christ, the pathway. And it's through his blood. It's through repentance. Does everyone hear me? The blood of Jesus, repentance from sin, accepting his sacrifice, believing in the work of Christ in the cross as a sacrifice for your sins and mine. That's how we put our trust in the light. So I'd like you to look within for a minute if you have to bow your head and close your eyes and ignore the people around you because it's really an encounter with Christ right now that you need to have and I need to have every day. But just look within and say, Father, am I responding to the light of your word in my life? When you reveal things to me, am I making the adjustments and the necessary changes in my life and my attitudes and in my actions and in my heart that you're calling me to, Father? Am I willing, God, to let my light shine before others? Am I willing to put aside my fear, my unbelief, my doubt, my anxiety, and my fear so that I could stand up for you in the midst of a dark world, no matter what the cost? Jesus was obedient even to death in his earth suit. This body, are you willing to be obedient no matter what the cost is, no matter what it costs you? Are you willing to do what God calls you to do? Are you willing to make the changes he's asking you to make? Are you willing to let his light shine forth inside of you and expose the darkness within you? Are you willing to give God 100% of your life and not just 92 or 93 or 94%? Are you willing to trust him with everything, not just the parts that you can slowly transfer to him? Jesus, let your light shine down into our hearts today. And some of you sharing faith with others, sharing your testimony, standing up for what is right and true, you struggle with that. 
you're challenged with that sometimes. And you say, God, I need more faith and I need to know more and I need to be more holy. No, you just need to have confidence in who you are as a son and a daughter. And right now, as we're gonna go to the table in a second to take communion together and participate in the Lord's Supper, some of you, and I'll encourage you, if you just need a point of contact because you know what? You're either evangelistically sharing your faith everywhere you go all the time at every opportunity when the Spirit leads you to do so, or you're not. But if you're not, then I want to encourage you, come and ask God to help you in that area, to strengthen you so that you can let the light that he's placed within you go up on a lampstand to shine out so you can reflect God's glory to the world around you so that the lost and dying people in this city and this nation can have the hope that you have. Feel free to come up to the front and partake of communion with us today as a point of contact and say, God, I want to be able to share faith more. I want to be able, Lord, to let your light shine through me. Jesus, I need you. And Lord, some of you are even struggling because you're really wrestling with your flesh because when the word of God shines light on the dark areas, you don't want to change. You're comfortable. But you're uncomfortable today while I'm talking. That's because the conviction of the Holy Spirit is on you. So Jesus, I thank you for the men and women in this room today. And some are being honest with themselves and coming up and others are still struggling. But Lord, I thank you no matter where we're at right now in this moment. You're gonna meet us right where we're at. And as we have the bread in our hands that represents your brokenness, Lord, come in and make us whole. Give us peace, love, joy. That's your kingdom. Restore our bodies to wholeness and our minds to wholeness, Lord. Heal the hurts of our past. And let us, Lord, let your love and your light shine through us. That everywhere we go, we can radiate your glory, your love, and your peace to the world around us that so desperately needs to hear the message of hope. Father, as we have the cup in our hand, the blood of the new covenant, it really set us free from sin and the curse. And because of faith in you, Jesus, we can have eternal life. Jesus, you revealed yourself as the luminous one, the light of the world, the one who shines the light on the pathway to the even let your blood spill for me and for my friends, our family. Jesus, for each one here, everyone's at a different place in their relationship with you, a different level of maturity. Help us to not deceive ourselves into thinking that we're better than we are, because we're all equal at the foot of the cross. We all need your blood to forgive us of our sin, of our shortcomings, of our failures. But together, Lord, we want to let your light shine forth through us brightly, like a beacon of hope in the midst of a flood. Lord, today, let your people have confidence in their sonship, in their daughtership with you as your children, 
so that they can stand firm despite what's going on around them, on your truth, on your word. And you've established us and you've firmly planted us on a rock of revelation that Jesus is the light of the world. So help us this day to live that out. Thank you, praise and worship team, Pastor RJ, for that magnificent word that you gave us, that we are the light of the world. And we'll just read it again. Yeah, because it's worth reading several times. Psalms 119, 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Hallelujah. Amen. A little prop. Uh, Y'all know what this is? It's a flashlight. Now do you know what the brand of it is? It's an ever ready. It's just like we're supposed to be is ever ready to share Jesus. And when I was a kid, that we uh, we didn't have electricity, so we had to have uh, our every ready light hanging by the door. So when we went out, we always had the ever ready light that was ever ready to shine. And we also had a drawer that had all the ever ready parts in it, the bulb, the batteries, and anything that was left of the ever ready, plus probably another ever ready. So... It was always ever ready to shine. So, but we had to, we didn't have an indoor bathroom like we all have today. We had what we called the White House. And it had three holes in the White House. And uh, my parents, my mother would go out there with her two sisters and they would sit there and they would get away from us 10 kids, my mom. And uh, they would just cackle, just have a good time out there. I always thought it was a hen house. But it was a place that they could gather to get away from us. But anyway, every time we had to use this ever-ready light to shine, to show the pathway, not the root way, to get to the, the White House. The White House was the place where you leave your dung. Right? Anything you don't need. And we have a place where we can go to leave everything that we don't need. But anyway, not only did it take us to the White House, but it took us out to pump water. It took us out to the cob shed to get wood to burn to keep the stove warm. And anyway, so, but this light was always ever ready. And that's the way we need to be. We need to be ever ready to speak the name of Jesus, to do what God wants us to do, because we are always 
letting our light shine, aren't we? And we always know the pathway where we should go, right? So, Windsor Christian Fellowship, you have been equipped. Go. Be the church and let your light shine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.